Hi, welcome to Embrace in Madness. This is Madeline. We're just talking about how to take control of our lives while embracing the weirdness and, yeah, you know, the absurdity that we're just floating around on a planet in the universe. So last week, I shared kind of my experience with waking up to the truth and the truth I just mean like realizing our true essence as not humans but actually something like bigger than that and how our society is kind of contrary to that and just trying to accept our reality and things like that. So it led me to think about expectations and how unmet expectations can kind of shatter reality too. And so my friend Dwayne is going to join me this week. We go go way back. We'll talk about it in the podcast. But yeah, he really wanted to do one with me and I figured it was time to learn how to use Zoom since social distancing. But yeah, I'm really excited for y'all to hear this episode. So stick around and you'll find out. Hey, Dwayne, what's up? Hey, what's up? Not that much, just zooming with my Bonnaboo. Everybody, Zo- this is my what? Zoomy, zoomy. <laughs> zoomy. He just got done explaining to me that zoomy is when a dog is run- running really fast in circles. <laughs> zoomy, zoomy. Um, but yeah, Dwayne is, I used to work with Dwayne at Bar Louie back how many years ago? Seven years ago. <clears throat> he was living in Memphis. Now he lives in Bowling Green. And yeah, I had posted on the internet that I needed friends to go with to Bonnaroo and the rest is history. We, this would have been our fourth one, I think together, but Dwayne's been to like, how many? 11? Was last year 11? Um, or 10 or, I think 10 I, was I think it was 11. Ago. Yeah. 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 He's a Bonna pro. Maybe. 12 i'm a just, i'm a rue veteran i think 10 was when mariah and jordan came 10 was the 15th anniversary bonnaroo's 15th anniversary i don't remember when that was my 10th was <laughs> um, i'm like uh when did bonnaroo I think start? It, so it started in 2002 so that'd be 2017 2018 I think 18 was, I think that was the year that Jess went by herself or her and Jake, remember? Not by herself, but her, remember we're the Red Hot Chili Peppers? We didn't go that year. I'm pretty sure I went every year. Because I came back both years from China. I don't remember, but he and I don't remember, <laughs> don't even matter. He introduced me to all of his lovely friends, and now we're this big, huge family, and we're trying to figure out when we can start a commune and go live together, and yeah, we actually went to Bali for his birthday last year. He turned 40, so this is a big ball of love. So wild, like, I don't remember turning 40, even though, like, I remember the vacation, obviously. (laughs) and my birthday but i don't like in my mind remember turning 40 and it's not apparent to me that i'm going to be turning 41 this august like yeah i can't believe it's already august again almost i mean it's not but it's like (laughs) it's june that's close (laughs) i mean slow it down oh but yeah he holds a special place in my heart and he was asking when he was going to get to do one of these with me and I was like wait 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 but now that we talked about reality shattering in our faces I thought expectations had a lot to do with that so um Dwayne I'm going to turn it over to you and just tell us whatever you want to tell us what you think we need to know what you've been doing what your dreams are, why you want to talk about expectations, uh, why okay. Did Somebody Come Get Her is your favorite song. <laughs> <laughs> I can't explain that other than it's catchy. And if Mariah <laughs> is listening, I'm going to shout out to Mariah because 
somebody come get her that night that we had the quarantine conversation at her house. Do you remember watching the video? Oh, I remember. And y'all got yeah. Well, Dwayne got, got zoomy. <laughs> Dwayne got real drunk on Jaeger, and I was singing that song all night. Somebody come get her. Oh my gosh, so obnoxious, and it's so obnoxious. Um, it's your anyway, song. so <laughs> um, I was born in Mississippi. 1979, 70s child, woohoo! Um, Peace and man. we moved around a lot. I lived in not Galveston, Texas. Anyways, we lived in Texas. We lived in Ohio. We lived in Mississippi. Um, so we moved to Nashville um, in '95, I think '94, '95. <clears throat> Dang, I didn't know you were um, there for that. I didn't know you were there that long ago. Yeah, it's been over 25 years off and on, I think. Damn. Um, I keep coming back to Nashville. I'm not really sure why. I've moved to Jacksonville, Florida. I've moved to Mississippi two or three times. I've moved to New Orleans. China. Um, yeah. Spent two years in China. Two and a half years exploring Asia, lived in Thailand for two and a half months, which is by far my most favorite country. If you ever go overseas and you want to go somewhere tropical, Thailand is definitely my number one. Um, the people, the culture, the food, they are just all equally amazing, um, especially the culture and the people. Like It's called the land of smiles and everyone's just happy there. And they have this saying, um, it's the saying is my pen rye and it's like i i think it's m a i b p e m like pen rye r i e i think my pen rye and it's like okay whatever like if i come to you at 458 you're supposed to get off at 5 and i tell you you have to stay till 7 okay my pen rye like it is what it is it doesn't matter it, like it doesn't affect your mood like you just do it yeah um that's so cool yeah and then I feel like I actually learned more sentences in Thai than I did in China <laughs> I lived in China <laughs> over two years um uh, Mandarin is just very hard but I did learn my numbers and um yeah my time to China had to come to a close it was, it was very depressing. Um, too many high-rises, not enough stars, couldn't go camping or hiking. Ooh, yeah. Like, it was nothing, 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 nothing but high-rises, high-rises, high-rises. And just smoggy and seven and a half million people in my city. And it was just time. I was emotionally... Seven and a half million? Holy, I can't even, like, fathom that number. I mean, it's just like New York. Yeah. Thing, but between six and eight anyways um so i came back to america may of 2018 last year um and got my current job um in property management and yeah um he wants to open a hostel yeah i want to retire and open a hostel probably in thailand I love Bali and I love Indonesia, even though we only saw such a small part of Indonesia, but Thailand will always have my heart. I don't, I just, you just have to go. You'll understand. Um, I, know I need to go. We need to go back. And yes, Madeline and I met when we both worked at Bar Louis in Memphis. I had just stopped selling life insurance and went to cosmetology school, kind of quarter life crisis, I guess. <laughs> Um, and we never really hung out. We hung out one day when they were having like that thing in, in the, the back. Square. Yeah, something in the square. Like I forget what it was called. Anyways, and then we never really hung out a lot after that. And then we just connected for Bonnaroo one year, and that's all she wrote. Bon Bonnaroo has a way of connecting souls. It's so special. Yeah, I would not. I would not, I have never had a better Bonaboo. I've never had a Bonaboo, but I can't think of a better Bonaboo. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Let's we, just say we melted together. <laughs> yeah, we rage pace together. Um, Hill. That was oh literally God. the coolest, like the coolest. It, I I've hyped it up so I hyped <laughs> it up so much, and I'm so glad. Like it was cosmically orgasmic. Yeah. <laughs> literally like it was that whole like setup on stage was so intense like it was just like those lips that were just like yeah just like kissing <laughs> so sensual and sexual anyway so yeah. I like to talk about expectations because I fight even though I'm aware and I'm very cognizant and I'm very wise to the fact of expectations like I still have them on myself on other people and i judge other people just same like instantly subconsciously that judgment comes out but then i'm like i can't judge this person or why am i judging this person or like and i think a lot of it has to do with me being aware of my thoughts and my thought processes and how i think about things and i think being aware of your thought processes and the things that you do that you don't like about other people and or yourself um it rage it rages well it does rage. it raises your consciousness and enlightenment and even though you're still having those same thoughts you're disrupting that thought process or that thought behavior when are you disrupting it wait because you're aware of it and you're like okay no i shouldn't judge that person oh kind of like when they like say it's like the observer like to observe your thoughts that makes yes. sense just being aware like just i think the be the the best thing that any human can do for themselves is being aware of their thoughts yeah because thoughts manifest everything in our lives really yeah it's like crazy realizing how much power they have. And I'm kind of going through that right now too. Just like what you think you're creating. So like, be careful what you're thinking. Cause but even all if, of these, you got, sorry. no way. Even you know. if something, <laughs> right. even like, even if something bad happens in your life, it's your thoughts about right. that situation or happenstance that creates the result or outcome of that yeah I agree. um and uh okay we could go on deeper than that but expectations oh and come we back, come back um yeah, we so love I to go like deep what <laughs> we love to go deep <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah also i don't know if i said this but this is like the first virtual podcast recording the zoomy so <laughs> um but yeah I feel like I don't know if this has anything to do with it but Dwayne's a Virgo and I have some Virgo in my chart and so I feel like we both kind of recognize that we overanalyze over criticize super judge and stuff like that and so I think we can kind of relate and I think that that is probably a lot of why we understand each other and kind of get each other and probably aggravate each other too but what are friends for you know it's more aggravated than i do just put it on record <laughs> <laughs> i'm not denying that <laughs> i can't tell you how many times at bar i'm like are you mad at me and i say the same thing but i think that's just probably our expectations <laughs> <laughs> our empathic expectations right we're like not even talking yeah. Um, so yeah, we're just going to kind of wing it, but I guess what we can start talking about is just what are expectations, what, what are they doing, where do they come from and stuff like that. And so to me, I just think an expectation is like anything we think is going to happen or kind of like what we expect to happen, how we believe that we think like reality is or what's really tricky is should be like if we think that something should be something then yeah we're going to be disappointed when it's not do you have anything to add well i think expectations can never be reality go deeper um i mean expectations are something that you put on a person place or thing 
but they can never be physical. Okay, I see what you mean. So you're you think like even if you expect that it's going to be cold today, or that's like different. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> I get what you're saying. I was just being the devil's no, advocate. Like you, you know, expect, like maybe this. Let's see if this is what you're talking about. Like if I look at the weather today and say. And I'm going to expect it to be cold tomorrow because that's what the weather app has told me. Yeah. That's a factual expectation. Okay, sure. You're just saying not, it's not. Not a realistic expectation. Yeah, okay. Uh, or not an expectation of reality being, I expect this person to do this or be this way or say this. Um, another thing I wanted to bring up real quickly that I almost forgot is like, going back to me my expectations and me judging it's like the people that i truly have empathy for and um like someone that maybe looks disheveled or hasn't showered or whatever the case may be um yesterday i was at the eye doctor and this person came in and they did not look like they had showered and was all disheveled and whatever and my first human instinct or what I've been programmed to do is look down on that person like I can't believe they came out looking like that right like they haven't showered in three days but being aware and conscious of my thoughts I was like I have no right to judge that person I have no idea what they just walked out of their home life like I have no idea about this person except what I am seeing for two minutes of their lives mm -hmm. and why like that also falls in line with expectations like I'm only looking down on that person because I have a certain level of expectations on how you should look when you go out in public right which is so crazy yeah well and we're definitely going to talk about that but I totally think that's something that we're taught because I have the same thing or like thinking that oh, what are people going to think of me because I look like this if I go out? And it's like, I don't know. I see what you mean. But then I also see what you mean about how important it is to kind of catch that judgment and observe what's going on and like quickly catch yourself and be like, hey, maybe you should think about why they might look like that or maybe they, I don't know, don't have the means to take a shower or the money to buy clothes right. or whatever like that yeah. um, human condition such a crazy thing right I know and it's so hard to like go back and undo but I think like you were saying the most important thing is just like that awareness of your thoughts and like being aware that they're happening and being aware that they're not actually like real uh, also with expectations not being reality or not being real what i mean is most expectations are never met right most expectations majority of expectations are and will never be met yeah because even when someone let's say we have an expectation of someone doing the dishes well even if you teach them how you want them to do the dishes your expectation is for them to do it exactly like you taught them or you do. And that's, it's right. I get really, know. I get really stuck there. Like, it's just, I don't know. Like, it's just so bad. Like I'll just get so angry and so frustrated because <laughs> it's not the way I would have done it. And like, I have to catch myself and I'm like, girl, like, you can't hold people yeah. to the same expectations that you hold yourself and you can't expect them to meet that either because you're just going to be disappointed and you're just going to be disappointed. When you put expectations on other people, you are setting yourself up for disappointment Seriously, every single yeah. time. And like and most people, I think a big thing with expectations is we don't know how as a human race to successfully communicate them. Right. We hold resentments against people because they're not meeting our expectations, but we also don't communicate uh -huh. in an effective way or at all to let that person know that your expectations. Right. Like, you know, I've mentioned before, 
when you're a boyfriend and girlfriend or boyfriend and boyfriend or girlfriend and girlfriend, you have a certain level of, of expectations, but most people don't talk about it because they just, and it's really kind of messed up how we do this human, human conditional wise is we wait to see if they will meet those expectations, but they have no idea what they are. So we're harboring this like, God, I can't believe they can't even do this for me or they can't even meet this expectation. And it's so small and minute. They, unless you communicate your expectations with other people, they will never know and they will never meet your expectations. Right. One off expectations, they may be like, you may be like, oh my God, they just blew my mind. They actually did this and it's wonderful. But then when you become uh, fiance or engaged, there's a certain level of expectation. Then when you become married, there's a certain level of expectations, but they're hardly ever communicated about. And again, we shouldn't have so many expectations. Right. We just shouldn't of ourselves even. Mm-hmm. And I think it feeds into being our own worst critic. I agree with that. Yeah, something that I always hated was like, I would like be like, oh, I never got flowers, but it's like, well, you probably have to (laughs) ask for them, but it's like, I don't want to ask for flowers. Like, I just want you to know. I expect you to know, damn it. No, that (laughs) is not how I know, I know. So I've- Because most people also don't talk about love languages, so they don't Ah. know, you know? Again, expectations is a word, but it's an umbrella word. Like there are so many things that go along with expectations. And all of it, all of it, all of the things really boil down to communication. I agree. And back in the day, you didn't have any other, like you had to communicate. Before there were like, you know, back in the day when our parents were growing up, there were party lines or not even phones, you know, like the only way was to communicate. Party lines. Girl, are you really that young? I guess. Oh. Like if there are three or four houses like close to each other, there would be one phone line and everyone, like if you oh, were talking wow. on the phone to someone, I would pick it up and say, hey, who are you talking to? I need to use the phone. With the other and then houses? And then you'd be like, okay, give me a couple minutes. I'll get off the phone. Oh, my God. I remember the internet. Uh, <laughs> like, remember you had to, like, hey, can you get off the internet? I need to get on the phone. That's what I remember. Or when somebody calls and knocks you off. Ooh. I didn't know there the houses were all connected. That's crazy. Not all of them, but. Oh, three or four. Yeah. A lot of people had party lines. Yeah, man. Wow. Yeah, communication would be important get off yeah but i mean people were forced to talk to each other more because we didn't have cell phones and i mean there's just no modern day communication yeah i feel like yeah for sure we've definitely like grown in isolation and stuff i'm saying that because i feel like our modern day advances in technology has made it worse really yeah i can see that communication anyways Okay, talking about expectations, if I call you, I expect you to call me back, not text me back. Ooh, I did call you back, though. I ain't talking about you. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, but I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Well, and like back in the day, texting wasn't even an option. So it's like you just called them back. But now people are like, I don't want to talk on the phone. And I'm guilty of it. Like, I'll ignore someone's call Same. and then text them 15 minutes later, like, hey, what's up? But I feel like when you're in, this is not an excuse, but I feel like when you're in a customer-facing industry, like so many people are, at the end of the day, I've stopped feeling bad because I need my mental space and my time to recharge. Yeah, for sure. It's such an energy suck. <laughs> It really is. So where where do you think they come from? To me, they've got to be learned. Like our parents, our family, our society. Media, what we watch, the news. Well, and I'm especially thinking like 
of my parents and my family. And like, if my parents expect me to make straight A's or keep my room clean or be polite or be quiet, like I'm going to take that to me now. And so I think a lot of my, and they could have been, I projected these, but I feel like I had a lot of expectations to be perfect and to be like, not show any emotion. And so I feel like I've kind of carried that into me now. And so I've got all of these unrealistic expectations that I've had. And I'm like, why, why do I expect myself to be perfect or do things perfectly? And does that make sense? Yeah. What do you think? I mean, I definitely think because our parents, we're not parents, so we can't, Right. Say, but most people's parents put a level of expectations on them and drill it into them because they want their their children's lives to be better. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I kind of hate to say it, but I mean, it's not true for all people, obviously. But I think the way our parents grew up from their parents, like it was very tough love. I'm gonna spank your ass, like. I expect better. Right. You know, it was, and someone taught me this years ago with, because she had two daughters and she said, I don't discipline my daughters. I sit down and have a conversation with them and let them know why and how they disappointed me because I can whoop them or spank them and make them feel bad and punish them in that way. But Ultimately, children don't want to disappoint their parents. Right. Most of them. So having that discussion of why and how she was disappointed with her daughters, she felt was more effective than physically. Well, right. It sounds like she's communicating her expectations, like you were just saying, kind of. Well, and I wonder, too, because if you disappoint your parents, then since your parents are like your life source, like if you disappoint them, you risk getting your life source cut off. And like, if you as a child who's totally dependent, get your life source cut off, then that means you're going to die. And at least that's how it's made sense to me. And so I don't really know where I was going with that, but I feel like well, that- a good, what a good, a good aspect to this particular, to what you're saying basically is like the LGBTQ community. Like, because even, even like in today's society, which is so mind boggling to me, that kids are still just so afraid of disappointing their parents by being one of those things um, or identifying as one of those things. It's just like, our parents teach us how the bad way of setting expectations. And that's what most of our expectations stem from. Bad behavior, because they weren't really taught how to appropriately set expectations. That's fair. I like that. It's, it's, a, it's like a cycle. You know, like you saw things in your parents that you didn't like. So you grew up and tried everything you could to break that cycle, whether they were an alcoholic or whatever. But you put that expectation on yourself. Granted, it was a good expectation, but like from personal experience, when you don't meet the expectations that you set on yourself because you wanted to be so differently from your parents as you were growing up or from when you were going growing up, everything is amplified when you don't meet that expectation of yourself. Because in my early 20s, like, I was a drunken mess. I was an asshole every weekend. Like, I was just, I was the person that I told myself, I always told myself I would not be. And there's so much humiliation and embarrassment and condemnation and ridicule of yourself because I had that expectation and it wasn't being met. Yeah. It's so hard, too. Like, I don't know about you, but if I don't meet an expectation that I set, like, it's (laughs) over. Like, 
I, I, I don't know. Like, it's like weird. Cause it's like, I don't punish myself, but I just get really nasty to myself like yeah. inside. But I'm just like, why do I talk to I myself think, like that? Um, <laughs> one thing that a lot of us can grow from, um, I'm talking more about like worldly and we and as humans and our parents, like, I think you, you kind of hyper-focus on yourself instead of the, mm-hmm. the whole picture. Um, and yeah, and instead of we as a human race or we as people or we as friends or we as family or we as whatever, some people, I, 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 instead of realizing it's not just I, me, myself, and I, it's you have you have to understand like it's not just our condition you know it's the human race really i mean because we have yeah i agree every every person place and thing has that expectation the empire state building we have an expectation when we go to the empire state building of how yeah of how we will how we will feel what we expect to see the feeling that we expect to have when we go see our family like sometimes i've gone to see people and they kind of aren't as excited to see me or have as much fun as i want to have and it's like yeah it bums you out reeling that back and enjoying like realizing i'm still with that person or those people and enjoying the time no matter what it is like if I want to go join a group of people, we were supposed to go to the weekend. Well, the weekend gets rained out and we stay at home and play cards. It's not what I built up in my head to be this great adventurous weekend. So it's kind of a letdown, but also again, being aware of that thought process and those patterns. um, I can also realize, okay, well, you're being obnoxious. You're still with these people. You're still having a good time with these people even if it is sitting mm-hmm. around the table playing cards. Yeah. Well, where do you think the difference is between stewing in how upset you are and then having that thought where you're like, okay, it's not that big of a deal. Like, where do you think, would that just be kind of like your mastery of your thoughts? I mean, I've worked really, yeah. really hard. Like, even when I'm slouching and having a bad day at work, I think, why am I having a bad day? Like I'm working, I'm getting paid and honing in on that grateful aspect as well. But I've, I mean, I'm not saying this to sound arrogant in any, any way at all, but I've really become good at being aware of my thoughts and my thought processes. I don't always win. That's so good. And sometimes, some days right. I am completely stuck in a rut. And I'm just, uh-huh. even though I'm thinking, why am I in this mood? Why? Like, it's only up to me. Like, I can have a better day if I want. And I allow myself to have those days. Like, I kind of beat myself up for it. But I also know, because you're aware the whole time. Uh, of all of those thoughts and all of those processes so you're beating yourself up but you're also understanding this is just a day and I know tomorrow I have the opportunity to be better or do better or think better or feel better or say better whatever but like you know how I I can't meditate like I can't meditate to save my life I don't know how I've tried different avenues but I've become really good at being aware of my thoughts and my thought patterns and processes that's so good, yeah. Um, it's good, yeah, but it's equally <laughs> disturbing sometimes. Because I feel like more anxiety comes. Yes, yes, it can because like the more you're aware, the more you have to freak out about. <laughs> yeah, but I think we have to get away from singular thinking. Like my expectations are not getting bad. It met or there's something wrong with me or this is wrong with me or me, 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 I, 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 we got to get out of that singular thinking because we, we put ourselves on an Island all by ourselves. And we are really not ever all by ourselves. And 
if we communicate effectively, <laughs> um, then if? we realize that like somebody in your inner circle, uh, more than just one person is going to have the same issues. And I think in our Bonnaroo group message thread that we have on Facebook, like I think it's a really good place to throw ideas out and, and have a backboard kind of granted it could be better, but that's just my expectation. <laughs> <laughs> like we talk and we converse, but you know me, I like, I'm all about the lovey, like, I don't know, but everybody has their separate lives. And again, that is my expectation, mm -hmm. just like Bonnaroo. And I think since, you know, the last two years, I'm like, it's not what it used to be. I don't know if I want to go anymore. It's just not, I don't feel the love and the whatever. Again, being aware of that, even while I'm at Bonnaroo and realizing that I just need to be there and be aware and enjoy that moment. And create the love. Um, those are my expectations not being met. And I think I've even talked talk to you about this. Um, I just, it's 100% my expectations not being met. And I know that. So yeah. I have to, but it's hard for me to get rid of them because I feel like being the godfather, that's my nickname. Uh, if, he brought us all together. Um, I feel like there's a certain utopia that I'm kind of in charge of, you know? Not really, no one's put that on me, but I feel like right. there's a certain amoeba pump, you know? Pump. <laughs> <laughs> that's not pumping exactly the way I want it to. But I can't, it has nothing to do with anyone else. That's just me. I'm not getting the feelings that I want from it. Yeah. And not in a selfish way, but I don't know. Uh, sorry, I'm going to let you talk. No way. I'm like listening to you. I'm loving everything you're saying. I'm like, shit, what am I going to say? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get that, like feeling like you're responsible for like creating this perfect thing. And like, if anything doesn't happen, you're like, shit, I fucked up. Like, I could have done this better. I could have done this. This isn't what I was expecting. Like, I thought I could do this perfectly and I didn't. And now I'm, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> the walls are so thin. Um, well, even at work, like I'm a perfectionist and it's good and bad because I'm not really a, the details. I'm not really a gray area kind of person. It's black. I want it black and white. And if something's sure. not perfect, I internalize it and it's personal uh -huh. and Same. it's like, it, it can kill you sometimes, you know, like it can totally. Well, do you think that's our expectations of being like our expectations of ourselves to be perfect? Uh, I think it has a lot to do, do with you it. Think... Yeah. Because. I'm just like, where did we get this from? Like, I like to be in control I because I don't think most people can do things the same way I would do them. <laughs> right. No, same. You know, they say, if you want something done right, ask a woman. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, but I have learned that. Like, I threw my birthday party. Like, I'm so glad that I didn't get anybody else in charge because nobody else would have created that thing that I wanted. And I knew, like, I have to do it if I want it done right. And, like, I mean, I know I'm going to have to learn to let go of some things like that because I can't put all that pressure on myself to do everything perfectly myself, but I don't know. Well, just the expectation of perfect. Like, there is no such thing. It's not realistic. I know, and it's like I know that, and it's like I can't get it through my skull. Like, to me, it, there's something. And I wonder if it's too, like, just being in a weird spot, like, some days are better than others. Some days are worse than others. And like, if I'm in a good mood, I can like be kind to myself. And how, what did you say? Something pin rye? My pin rye? Some days are easier than others. Other days? Why? But 
touching on that, like you have to be, again, being aware of your thoughts, stop the criticizing thoughts or the, the, um, what's the word? Inner, the judge, uh, inner critic. Criticizing yourself and realize, like you have to realize you are just going to have some days and that, you know, I have a depressive right. nature and I've fought depression on and off my whole life, but I've become inherently aware that some days are just going to be bad days. And I, I give myself that day. I don't fret yeah. about it anymore. I know tomorrow I can wake up and be a brand new person. I know that without a shadow of a doubt, because I have fought this for almost 41 years. And I know my life will go on and I know tomorrow will be better than today. And if it's not, then I'll give myself two days, but I am, I am, so much better and okay through being aware of my thoughts and thought processes and just allowing myself to be in that space for one day. And that's usually all I need. Mm -hmm. Rarely it's two days, but knowing the fact that you know you are not staying in that place, you don't have to stay in that place. Um, now this is something that works for me. Some people have more severe depression and it doesn't work the same for them. But for me, because all, there's a lot of things that happen in my life to make me become aware of my thoughts and, and all, of, all of those things that I've said, thought patterns and stuff. So I allow myself a little bit and I don't say, you know, I don't internalize it as I, 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 I tell myself instead of, oh my God, I'm in a bad mood or I can't believe I'm in a bad mood and I have so many things to be grateful for. This is the dialogue that I'm having in my head. And like, I can't believe like, why am I acting like this? Why can't I get out of this mood? And realizing that it's more than a want. It, it's a chemical imbalance. And I can't control it. I can control it in the fact that I can pray or meditate or try to meditate or I can try to overcome it in that moment. But if I can't, I'm okay. I know I'll be okay tomorrow. I know I can wake up and be a brand new person. And I revert back to, I even have small glimpses of moments that, things that people say to me or moments in life or a flashback to Bonnaroo or a flashback to Bali or someone saying, I love how you're my yes friend or, you know, they said that to you, huh? They said that yeah. to you. Um, Ted said that to me. He's Aww. like, when I call Dwayne, I know he's just going to say yes. <laughs> he's my yes friend. Um, <laughs> I feel like anyone would say yes to Ted. Mm. Right? No. And that's what you think. That's your expectation of others. <laughs> of others. <laughs> I'm like, how could you say no to him? He's so this guy. is a good example. You know, I have two kitties. Well, the mom kitty, she's always loved on me. Always. Baby kitty. He loved on me in the beginning. And now he's like, he doesn't really love on me anymore. And I'm just taking a personal every day. Oh, cause I wanted him and it didn't dawn on mm. me that they were in the same cage and that was the mother. So they gave me the mother for free with all the shots and everything. If I would take both of them and it's like, you're the one I wanted you little bastard. And now you're not loving me. <laughs> I expected different. Yeah. I expected so much more from you. <laughs> You're a disappointment. You're disappointing me, mister. What's his mister? name? Oh, Mama and mister. I want to meet them. Mama and mister. Yeah, her name was Eileen and his was Rob. I was like, no, this is not happening. Rob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cat named Rob. <laughs> Come on, Eileen. Um, what can we do 
to ease the pain of expectations? That's one of the questions you have. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, I feel like not set them. I think what you were saying is just being aware of our thoughts. That's totally important for sure. And I mean, yeah, just kind of like what we talked about, just realizing that what they are, they're just, I mean, I guess you can't use expectation in the definition. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking about that. It's like so hard to kind of define expectations without saying expectation, but. Expectations are just a label you're putting on a person, place, or thing without like there's definitely no certainty involved yeah without certainty yes exactly no certainty at all because we could travel to new york tomorrow and go to the office tower and that bitch is closed yeah that's true one i feel like i've gotten really easy or i've gotten better at the my pin rye part like it's not that big of a deal it's whatever like I expected this and it didn't happen because I know in the past that it has driven me fucking crazy when something doesn't happen the way I want it to, oh, I, I would just sit there and just we talked about sit there. I've not met your expectations. <laughs> what do you mm. <laughs> at Bonnaroo when you ask me something and then you're like, cause I didn't do it right. Or I didn't give it to you in, 3.2 seconds. I know I'm really bad about that. But okay, so let me pose this. I feel sorry for David. <laughs> let me pose this question to you. Okay. Oh, I just forgot it. Do you oh, do I'm you think it would do you think it's better or more beneficial to work on our expectations of ourselves first and foremost? or our expectations of other person, places, or things, first and foremost, to help our overall expectations? I mean, I kind of feel like they're all related. Like, I feel like if you can work on one side, then it will help you understand. Because to me, there's got to be like a general rule of thumb, don't you think? Like, No, I think it depends on each individual person. Really? Okay. Because I'm thinking about like with myself, I mean, for sure, giving ourselves more compassion and like. That's the thing. I think some people are so much more critical of expectations on themselves. So it would benefit them to work on their, their own self expectations before others. Uh Uh-huh. Well, it's like I have, it's like I just have high expectations across the board. Like, and I think it's, because I have high expectations of myself, I also have high expectations of others. Like when I was a manager, I was not, one, I didn't communicate my expectations. And two, like they were just way too high. And I have to remember that not everybody is built the same and not everybody has the same strengths and skill sets. And like, you can't expect other people to do it exactly the way you want I mean you can try to show them but and like I mean definitely I feel like if you have expectations in a relationship you're totally right like you have to communicate those because then you can't get upset it's like if you don't communicate that's on you that falls back on you yeah and but I mean, at the same time, if these people don't meet your expectations that you have communicated, then yeah, like, bye. Yeah. So, does that answer your question? A little? Not really? Did, I mean, I, you expect me to say something I think else? it goes back to being aware of your own thoughts. And because right. I think we can answer a lot about, we can answer a lot of questions just about life, about the questions we have in general, about ourselves. If we step out of ourselves and just think of it objectively, other people have this problem. What do I think other people do? Other people have this problem. Why am I being so hard on myself? It's just like, 
I don't know. Yeah, I've been very, I've been on an island and I don't know why I put myself there, but I've just been very like, and I think it might just be because I'm in a vulnerable point in my life right now, just like expressing myself and trying to write music and all this stuff that I've never done before. And it's scary. And I'm thinking like, it's horrible and people are going to judge me, but like, I've been very, well, I don't feel good and I don't do this and blah, 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 blah. And I am sad and I feel weird right now and I'm hungry and blah. And it's like, where did this come from? Why did you move to this Island? Like, and I don't think that it's not that I wait. I don't think that I don't think of other people, but I've just been in like, self-protection mode almost if that makes sense yeah well i think maybe because you're more vulnerable at this point in your life and so many facets of your life than you ever have been i mean with your music with job uncertainty with finances with um routine with living with your sister with with a new relationship, like it's a lot of change. It's a lot of growth. Yeah. And I think again, you're maybe you're, I expected myself to handle it differently. Yes. And I think you're too much about I instead of being more like all these people have come to my shows to support me and yeah. Just revert back to like the support you know you have true and how far you have come and it's just like worrying about me and mariah were talking about this the other day worrying about um because she said i i think she said that you guys talked and um like your music is your music there are gonna be people that don't like it just period there's i mean that's all music um i don't like heavy rock and roll and like kiss and i i don't i don't like all that i don't like that's so weird do you like i feel like being down in the south and like just with when you grow I don't like up country like music. i feel like you'd be like hair metal no, i do not like country music can't stand it i ain't, i don't want to hear about yeah. everybody's dog and cheating wife and no i don't want to hear about all that <laughs> now somebody come get her she's dancing that was supposed to be country rendition yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like yeah i know <laughs> um yeah don't isolate yourself get off the island you're not by yourself oh yeah I had an expectation of Bali and it completely my expectations were exceeded. Yay. I think what I've been doing now is like, like Bali, I didn't even mentally prepare. And like, (laughs) we just went to North Carolina and I just like, didn't even think about anything. And I think that kind of helps me not set expectations so I don't like oh look at all these pictures it's going to be exactly like the pictures like this is going to be great and beautiful and perfect and blah blah blah. and like I had a idea that I could do a live stream and I like was thinking that our cabin was going to have like a beautiful view of the mountains and we get there and it didn't and like I wasn't upset well it's just like I told you about going to visit my friends in Colorado this past weekend like I had an absolutely amazing time and I'm so glad I went and pushed myself to go Yay. in the end and book a flight two days before I was supposed to leave. But um, like the dynamic has changed. Like, yes, we had fun and, you know, we played games and stuff like that. But um, now one of my friends has two kids, you know, so that dynamic has changed. So it's not like let's go out. Plus they live in like, flatland hay country farmland uh-huh. in Colorado um so it's not like what it was previously with that person and even yeah. I'm just using this because it's the most recent example 
And there's been other situations like that that I've dealt with where I had an expectation of, okay, I'm going to see this friend. I'm going out of town. We're going to have, like, we're going to do this and this and this, or we're going to have so much fun. It's going to be like, wow. And not, Mm -hmm. it's just a certain, it's a different level. Not that I didn't have any less fun. Not that I didn't enjoy or love my time any less. It's just a different dynamic. Um, And I kind of get upset when my expectations aren't met. And the expectations aren't even, like, they're so stupid and just superficial, you know? Like, I I 100% enjoyed, like, the scenery. And Amy's dad, like, took me around to um, to show me, like, what he does with the ditch because everything that – all the water that they use for the farmland is like this whole elaborate hundreds of years built like ditch system where the water flows. And that's how they get the water for the big sprinklers to spring to water all the fields. And it's just so crazy. Like I wouldn't have traded this weekend for anything, but I also had a certain level of expectations because of what our life was here you know, like in Memphis or Nashville. And it's just weird how our mind works and sets those expectations, you know? Like there's nothing I would have changed about it. Um, But like when I've, you know, traveled to see some of my family before, it's like I had a certain level of expectations or my other friends. And then it's kind of like, kind of night, you know? Like, I feel like that happens with your family, not yours, but like anyone's family, like you have these expectations and then like, I don't know, like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes people don't change and like, they're still the same and you're just like, oh, I've grown so much. And like, I guess I thought I expected you to grow at the same yeah. rate as me. And yeah, that's expectation. Now I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> just like you can't expect someone to love you the way you love them. And I have a hard time with that yeah. because like I've mentioned it to you and plenty of other, my friends, like, you know, a message and be like, are you mad at me? Have I done something? Like I've reached out to you two or three times. You don't really reciprocate. Like what's the deal? Um, mm-hmm. And I just, I still battle with that. I still battle with a lot of things. Like I know I've said a lot and seem like I'm like a pro at my thoughts and patterns and blah, blah, blah. But I still battle a lot. I'm just, I don't get stuck in the woe is me rut, I guess you could say. Right. I I get stuck in the aware, like I'm aware. Why am I having this thought? What can I do about it? How can I look at this differently? And I do that in every situation, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. What could I have said differently? What could I have done differently? How could I have reacted differently? How could I have presented it in a way to get a different result? You know, all of those things, being aware that when you have a conversation with someone, people can beat themselves up all day worrying about the other person. Well, why were they an asshole to me? Why did they say that to me? Why did they do this to me? It doesn't matter. You're never going to figure that out. It doesn't matter why they did it or said it. What can, how could I have reacted differently? How could I have not internalized it? Because I know it has nothing to do with me personally. Um, That's something else that I've always tried to work on is I'm not responsible for the other person. I cannot change the other person. That is hard. I can change me and how I, what I take away from it. Even if it's a negative, someone if it's a negative situation, like I believe there's always a positive. It might take you an hour to figure out. It might take you 10 years to figure out. But when you reflect back there, there will be like this just random thought in your head. That's what I learned from that. That's what I was supposed to learn from that because it relates to something else. And then when that same situation or occurrence arises or something very similar, your mind immediately goes back and you realize what you've learned. Not even what you've learned inadvertently through other situations. 
because I, I don't know I think it, it has to do with the older you get like you just have to realize well, worry about what you can control and what you can't control is just it doesn't matter yeah we're expected to control everything as a society and really nothing's in our control nothing at all as we're seeing we have no control over anything I know I was just thinking about that uh while you were talking about that uh what do you think about all of these failed expectations with the whole pandemic like I feel like people are pissed that we can't go like I mean I'm pissed that we can't go to music festivals either but like well I think people are pissed I feel like a lot of people spectrum. and I think a lot of it has to do with education in the sense that nobody knows what the fuck is real and what isn't real because there's no credible yeah. sources anymore in today's society there's just if you you don't know whether to believe the CDC you don't know whether to believe your state or local government you you can't believe the president or any of those affiliations like and I don't care who the president is like right the government has gotten so far past what the government was set up to do mm -hmm. because of expectations the republican party is expected to have these initiatives you know what the government was set up for the people by the people not a two-body system not an opposing bipartisan it's just humans man we have a way of screwing things up yeah well i just started thinking about i mean we all had the expectation that 2020 was just another you know normal year but i feel I, like we hyped it up i feel like most people hyped up 2020 everyone was so excited yeah like 20 i even said 2020 is going to be my year we all said it's like 2020 vision baby yeah. i and then someone stepped on my glasses like, I also think that it's taking away from shining the light on different subjects. How far Maybe. gone we have become as a country. Um, oh my God, yeah. How we could be debilitated if China cut, it, it cut its exports to us. I just, we're, we live in such a broken system, even though we're free. It's such a broken screwed up system you know some people I, take medications that cost almost four thousand dollars a month and if they don't have health insurance what would they do they would literally just die that is that's we're humans we are here to help each other I agree. <laughs> like if you're spiritual or religious we're here to help each other if you're a scientist you're a scientist to help each other like we were intricately made to help each other in each and every way. And we're, people are so worried about what they can get and how much they can benefit and just, oh my God. Okay. We're not, no next podcast. Right. I talked about, I talked a little bit about this in the last episode of just like realizing that this is the way things are and like, ugh. I mean, if anything, yeah, you're right. Like this is illuminated a lot, which I mean, thank God. Otherwise people would still be at work right now, you know, like clueless. Well, I've been, I've been watching these history 101 little 20 to 30 minute series um, on Netflix. It's called history 101 and it talks about all kinds of different things. And one of the things was nuclear war and how much it has cost us but also how beneficial it is to us in so many ways. And now they're working on, instead of fusion, they're working on a fission system to where there's not as much nuclear waste. And it's not, if a, if a nuclear plant blows up, it's not as catastrophic, you know, because yeah. I don't know, you just have to watch it, but. <laughs> I can't even like fathom nuclear 
things like subatomic like I can't even fathom any of that but Mm -hmm. that's why I'm not a scientist well I feel like we've veered Um, off a long ways from expectations yeah I was just thinking about like people having expectations for this year and like just (laughs) no one's expectations got met (laughs) (laughs) got him um i feel like we talked about a i mean we could always we could talk about them all day but do you think we missed anything i mean we talked about relationships friendships kind of ourselves family a little where expectations come from what we can do to be aware of them just don't just don't have any yeah just don't have any give them away I mean, who came up with the word expectations? Jeez. If the word, wait, word, if the word was never it. invented and it didn't have a definition, would it exist? It would just probably be called something else. <laughs> <laughs> expectations. Yeah. Get it? <laughs> um, yeah, well, even sexually. You can look at someone and have sex expectations, but sometimes they just ain't met. Honey, those are not met. <laughs> That's silly. Well, thanks for talking. Yeah, thanks for having sharing me. Sharing your experiences, expectations. Yeah, it was fun. It makes me want to go to Bonnaroo now. <laughs> Mini room. Go to Thailand or Bali again. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. South America. I've also decided that I'm going somewhere out of the country every year for my birthday for the rest of my life. That's a fucking badass idea. I just I finally committed to myself. Obviously, yes. my expectation is every year for the rest of my life, but. I mean, if you set reasonable expectations, I think that's fair. But what is fair in an expectationally driven world where it's not reality? You don't know. (laughs) When you post this, I wonder if we'll get any questions. Like your face, you're like, ooh. What do you mean? When we post it, people post your questions. Ask me questions. Question master. I can't wait to go back and listen to it. Hopefully this is what? Yeah. Is that Ted? Ted, I just air man armed you. Maybe he felt it in his body. He was probably serving beer right now and spilled somebody's beer like, whoa, what's that? (laughs) I just remember when us three were sitting in that like little restaurant. Do you remember that? Um it was like right on the side next to the street and they were trying to back up with that mirror. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you remember? Oh, we went to breakfast. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, Nazi gorang. When I went Every to day. see Brett, Brent and Matt the other day when I was going to the airport, we were talking about Nazi gorang. They were like, man, what we would do for some Nazi gorang right now. <laughs> what do you think it is? Is the fried it's rice? It's just the sauces they what use. What kind of it's sauce? Sriracha? Hmm. Maybe we can make some for Baby Roo. A big old pot. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so, Thank so you. much. Thank you. Love you. I love you. I'll talk to you soon. Uh, yeah, let that hotline bling. Let it let the hotline bling. Okay. I'll see you later. Bye. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's episode of Embrace the Madness. Don't forget to subscribe so you can learn to live your best life. <laughs>